Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Movie Quest. In fact, it's a side quest today. Um, we're here to talk about The Mandalorian with two very special guests. But before I get to those two guests, I'll introduce my uh, usual cohorts. All right, Johnny. Hello. You all right, Ant? Hi. How's it going? Good. Slightly frazzled after just doing one episode, but yeah. ready to take on something a bit different. I have, oh, a new, I have a new, uh, a new element to my face, which is my uh, beautiful moustache. He has a moustache. Ant's coming on a bit late to the moustache because both Johnny, I know, I know, and um, so Johnny and I both both had tashes. Actually, yeah. Johnny, you've got a full-on uh, farmhouse beard. In fact, everyone in this sort of lobby has got a farmhouse beard except for Ant and I. Everyone's sort of you know living that lockdown life. Um. So. Anyway, yeah, those are the normal guys. We don't really care about those people. We're here by two special guests, our very good friends, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. And then some some guy, some like some Star Wars. No, uh, he's a uh, he's, he's he's been brought up a bunch of times in the podcast. We've said his name a few times. Lewis. We're joined by Lewis. Hi, Lewis. You all right? You're right. So there's uh, five of us in. How's um. How are you boys? Are you guys all right? Tired, but good. Yeah, why Why would you be tired, Lewis? Watching too much TV. <laughs> yeah, <it's> not, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it's a bit of context. I was, I was, well, I just want to say thank you to Lewis for Little Italy, by the way. Just want to get get, get, get yeah, you for what, making me and my wife beef? watch that, that film. You enjoyed it, I'm quite. <laughs> I, well, yeah, I mean, it was it was enjoyable trash. Let's put it that way. That was from last season. Thanks, Lewis. Yes. I know. We also thought, like, you know, let's just get 66% of the listeners in so that the other person, we'll get that other person who listens to us in another week. And then that's all of our listeners are all here. And, you know, instead of actually doing a podcast with people, we'll do just a group chat and we'll put it on the internet. Um, so I, I think that, well, for the other listener, the other one listener that is probably never going to listen to this, but I think it's just my dad. Um, I've got some questions for you guys. I sent some questions over on today. Um, for you. Yeah, let, let, let's grill the guests. Let's well, grill the guests. Let's get uh, to know you guys a little bit more. So I put in the message, I don't know if... I did it, yeah, guest questions. Don't worry. Your answers can be short and sweet. No pressure. <laughs> so no pressure. Um, okay, so Jamie, tell, tell us a bit about yourself. Or the listeners, uh, I already know you. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, hi, my name's uh, Jamie. I uh, work part-time in a special needs school and I'm also studying uh, part-time for a degree in theology. Um, I'm 30, nearly 31, Oof. sinking in. Uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, haven't really watched many films and I'm a bit, well, recently, and I'm a bit guilty of being a bit of an ant and watching loads on my phone recently as well so, not in bed uh, hopefully <laughs> no 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 not hey, i upgraded to an ipad i'll just say in, after all that, all that abuse i got i got I went to an ipad uh, jamie jamie johnny and i are also the the context is, well i mean we're, we're missed before that but the context is that we were in a band together for for many 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 years i guess we're technically still we going are in a band actually. technically yeah. <laughs> Ooh, when awkward. was the last time we had a practice <laughs> i mean i don't even remember the last time i we i watched some of our old videos today and oh, i was reminiscing 
Oh, get you sad. I'll tell you that for yeah. free. Like... Wait, on, on the YouTubes? Yeah. The, the, the music YouTube. videos. I still occasionally will watch one of those. I, I quite enjoy a good... Oh, so that's uh, why we're at 930 views. Yes, this is me over and over again. <laughs> oh. I love Jake colour, one? guys. I love colour. Jake leaving, that one gets you. Oh, no, that one is good because it, oh. yeah, it has all the all the little bits of like the real life stuff cut in. It was, it was nice. Yeah. I, watching that made me reminisce over time because we always live together and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like John, um, John and Johnny on platform nine and three quarters. What's the deal movies? Uh, Lewis, tell us a bit about yourself. I am Lewis. I'm 24, which most people oh. are surprised about. You're a young baby. boy. You're a baby. Yeah. Baby of the podcast. Yeah, baby of the podcast. <laughs> and I have had to deal with Aaron being my boss. <laughs> that, is, uh, that, that must be really... odd. Ugh. I cannot imagine that. I bet he keeps on trying to push down these different uh, messages from films and that down your throat. He keeps, trying, <laughs> he keeps trying to do that for me and Johnny, doesn't he, Johnny? Yeah. We just had a discussion on last week's episode about that. Uh, <laughs> all the weird music. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah, it's true. <laughs> well, there's three of us in the room uh, in this podcast who who make the weird music. I guess that's probably less weird than the music that I played at work, to be honest. Um, also, FYI, like it's going to become very apparent anyway that Lewis is a humongous Star Wars nerd. Um, okay, so Jamie, what's your favorite film and why? Oh man, I thought uh, some of these questions are really hard. Like, favorite <laughs> film like it is tough like one that, isn't it? yeah uh like i think historically it's always been back to the future like mm. i just love love mm. back to the future that's a solid choice yeah like i've just like, i always remember watching it as a kid i used to love it like, and i still do um but i think like in recent years like the one that sticks out is tangled so I remember oh, going to see yeah, that. I the cinema. That you were a massive Tangle fan. <laughs> yeah, man. I remember going to see that at the cinema and like getting back and pre-ordering it on DVD, like nice. from Amazon, because I just, I just loved it so much. That was but, in like yeah. a weird point at Disney, wasn't it? Where it wasn't quite like because like obviously Pixar came in and like John Lasseter came in and sort of overhauled the Disney animation, but that was like almost like in between time of between that point and then like was it Princess? And the frog that was like there's sort of in between those points you had tangled, which is like the sort of the first sort of dip in the toe of the, of the sort of proper CGI big budget. Like, uh, was it a musical? It wasn't a musical, was it? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was, yeah, it was. Had a lot of music it? in it. Right, okay. I think Frozen was the next huge one that came out. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I think like I remember you recommending Tangled to me off the back of Frozen because I'm, I'm pretty sure I watched it and I was like didn't vibe off frozen as maybe as much as other people like the songs slap like don't, I don't i'm not <laughs> disputing that the songs they, they still slap today um but you were like oh if you want to go watch something that was sort of similar vibes to frozen but um you know it's still i don't know it's a good film and i i, I think tangled's a great great disney film i think i should have tag teamed out for one of my choices for western animation <laughs> for for jamie's uh choice for uh of tangled maybe it might have gone down <sighs> yeah, a bit better for you yeah, that, I'm gonna tell you what. If you did, yeah, you should have taken take triplets out and um, put Tangled in there, and you've got yourself a second place right there, my friend. <laughs> so a second. The place. one thing that stands out for me with Tangled is that I, I always remember the horse being hilarious. That's the only thing I remember. Yeah, man. Zachary Levy. Yeah. Pardon? Zachary Levy plays the bloke, doesn't he? I, see, I didn't even know. Uh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. See, 
Wait, how, yeah, do you know what? This is what you always do this. You know, you know so much about like random films. Like, you surprise me every time, Lewis. Uh, well, Lewis, what's your favorite film and why? Do I have to count Star Wars or not? Um, yes. you to... Obviously, it's Return of the Jedi. Yes, that's a valid. That's a valid. Oh, that's uh, such a. Choice. That's a cop. No, it is the best. It is the best. Uh, Star Wars, was it not? A lot, yeah. of people, say no. a lot of people go to Empire. Empire. Yeah, Empire is the best one. Ah, I don't know. Return has like the ending, though, doesn't it? It's like it's like a finale and everything. It pulls everything together. I mean, Empire is very good. <laughs> I guess, yeah, Return does have... I mean, Lewis has just shown us a picture of uh, on his phone of the Ewoks, which is you know, maybe... I didn't mind the Ewoks because I grew up I watching it. I grew up I as a kid watching it, so... I don't think I that was a picture. I think that was a phone case. Was that a phone, oh, yeah. phone case? Yeah, it was a phone case. My days, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So it shows, shows dedication there. Well, okay, so outside of Star Wars, then, what's your favourite? Uh, maybe Casino Royale. Ooh. Uh, oh, wait. oh, 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 oh. Last week, when I watched The Foreigner, which is the Jackie Chan film, it's With directed by... Yes, with Pierce Brosnan, it's directed by the same guy who did Casino Royale. Anyway, oh. go on. Sorry, what were you going to say, Jimmy? Uh, hold on, you on? Yeah. I remember <laughs> Casino Royale, I remember getting um, placed, borrowing my, place, my cousin's PlayStation 3 at the time, which was like, at the time it was like a big deal. It's just come out, first time I had ever seen a Blu-ray. I just have a new, brand new... <laughs> I did it. Yeah, yeah, my brand new HD TV, and it came. I'm pretty sure it came with. I remember having it with the console, and I put it in. I was just like, they're watching the intro sequence, was blown away. It's like, whoa, oh. look at the definition. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. The intro of that is beautiful. I remember that being very impactful. It is a good film. Um, it's a shame they went sort of south of Quantum of Solace. That was a bit of a <laughs> bit of a rocky. Uh, rocky I uh, think the editing killed Quantum. I think Quantum. Is an all right. It's like a passable action film, isn't it? It's like passable. Some of the action sequences in there are fine. It's just not a good Bond film. <laughs> like good Bond film, but it's a terrible action film. <laughs> right? Really? Okay. Sorry. I never, I never saw Spectre. That's why I need to watch that. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Very good, but I never nah, watched it. It's all right. It's okay. It's okay. Lewis, is that a Star Wars T-shirt? Class. So oh, you want to show them? Do you want to show that? What? Oh, oh my gosh! Nice. Oh my gosh! Okay, you're gonna win the the, the quiz. <laughs> so uh, for context, it's a picture. It's a picture of Wedge, and if people don't know who Wedge are, is Google it. Cause... My favorite character is Porkins. He's my favorite. Porkins. Fair <laughs> choice. Uh, Jamie, what is your favorite cinematic performance? I.e., favorite scene in a movie or acting performance in a movie. Uh yeah, I'd I've written three down. Sorry, again, super hard question. Don't apologize. Fine. Like I think having talked about Tangled, the floating lantern scene in that it's is that's great. that's probably the thing that sealed the deal for me on that. Like beautiful. Um, I'm not to rewatch it, that. I'm not to rewatch it. Is it. I wonder if it's, it must be on Disney Plus, wasn't it? No, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. have to watch that. Disney film. Uh, there was a scene in uh, Django where Django stood at the top of the stairs and uh, uh, what's his face? Leonardo DiCaprio is at the bottom of the stairs. And uh, it's a really like, it's not a particularly exciting scene, but it was made exciting for me 
when uh, a slug had crawled on Johnny's hoodie <laughs> and like it was in our old house old disgusting house and it had like crawled up the sofa along Johnny's hoodie and just like sort of crawled onto his cheek and uh, on his cheek then, yeah, yeah. So I went like so that and put my hands behind my head and I was like ah! <laughs> <laughs> so like we this live, really we... like non non-exciting scene and then all of a sudden we're like, oh what's going on it's always sticking in your mind now as being the, the slug scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime like, you watch that film, it's going to remind you. So, so good. But I think probably my, my serious answer would be um, uh, the scene in Drive where Ryan Gosling says to, was it Carrie? What's his face? Carrie Mulligan. Um, Carrie Mulligan. Um, he just says, oh, do you want to go for a drive? And she's like, yeah. And then they like drive down onto that like water thing that they have in America. Oh yeah, the like, the um, the it's like a canal, isn't it? They have yeah, man-made canal or whatever. Yeah, and a like song comes on, uh, a real a real hero or something, and it's yeah, just like so really good. really nice, just sunset pictures of car driving along. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can't remember who the actor is, but he absolutely nailed that feel, didn't he? Like just like. Yeah. Oh, such a good vibe. I mean, anytime I listen to that soundtrack, just like teleported back to watching that film. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. So good. I know. So good. It's a shame that, I mean, I like the director's other stuff, but he goes like so left of the field. Not even Johnny would like him. Like, it's just too, <laughs> too left. I really, w- I really wish I, w- I would have been able to watch that at the cinema. That was one of the, th- like, I watched mm. it on Netflix or whatever a couple of years after it came out. Hearing what a big deal it was, and I wish, I kind of wish, you know, when you go to watch a film at the cinema and you don't really know what it's about and you just yeah. get hit by it, that's yeah. one of the films like I think it would have been like that's... for me, The Guest was one of those that I watched Ooh, as a mystery movie. Tasty. I didn't have a clue about what it was about, and just the soundtrack and everything, the vibe, it was just like totally caught me off guard and really like knocked me over. And like, yeah, I would love to have watched The uh, Drive, not knowing anything about it, and watched it as a movie. Well, serious, like it get because it gets super violent after that point as well. Yeah, yeah like, which means yeah. I can't really watch it with Andrea. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <fair laughs> um, did you know that the guest director is making Face Off too? Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, oh yeah, he's the one that's making Face uh, Off too. I kind of wish this is it just. I wish they kind of just do a remake instead of just a sequel. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't read anything about it, but um, the Face Off is such its own thing. Like, <laughs> how can you do a sequel to that? It should just. Be... I know. No. But why would you even want to remake it though? It's like almost perfection. So why would you want to take that away from that film? Yeah, yeah I know. Um, so on the drive thing, that was exactly what happened to me. So uh, I'd seen that Ryan Gosling was in it, um, and like Liam and I were like looking for like films to watch. So we just of course was, like, it didn't was you and Liam. Of course it was. We, we did, it was at uni. We didn't even you know we just just thought you know let's just go watch this film. And like I, that is probably one of my favorite cinema cinematic experiences is just going in and being so totally blown away by a film that i just couldn't like i was just like this is just unreal how good this film is so uh, yeah great see if you would have watched it with me you would have known how how i loved it during the film you would have known exactly how i felt yeah (laughs) oh yeah um i got better at that uh for context and and is audible he's a huffer and a puffer he's a huffer uh lewis my friend, what is uh, your favorite cinematic performance, i.e. favorite scene in a movie or acting performance in a movie? Jared Leto, Suicide Squad. 
I knew you were going to say that. You, I'm no, I'm only messing. That. that was literally just to try trigger Aaron. <laughs> Did you see the new He's coming back, one? isn't he? He's coming back. Is it just it actually it looks like... good, though. No, it doesn't. Stop it. Heidegger looks amazing. I'm curious to... Is it... So I don't really know much about Justice League or whatever. Is that film already come out and he's just redoing... So it came it's out just... in 2017 and it was take, It was originally directed by Zack Snyder, but his daughter committed suicide, yeah, so he left the project. Yeah. And it was taken over by Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon. And he yeah. basically changed most of the film and we had much so moustache so issues. Has, yeah, that, that was a big deal, wasn't it? Has, there, um, has he done a, re- a bunch of reshoots with it now? Is it just a couple... Some reshoots, but it's mostly like cutting room footage, but it's like a four-hour film. Yeah. I watched... Batman vs Superman on a plane going to Canada, I think it was. Standard could... ultimate. Oh, I had no idea. Whatever, I had no idea. I couldn't make it through about forty minutes of the film, and I was just like, "No, actually, I'm, I'm, I might have done a bit more than that, but I was just, I couldn't. It was just very oh, marmite. Sorry. Yeah, I just couldn't. I could. I feel like it's. It feels like one of those films where it's probably made for people who are really into comic books and love that sort of franchise, and I. You know, I've never. I mean, I've, I like fine. It's, comic books are fine, but I've never been like super into that specific thing. So yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna poo-poo it. If someone likes it, fair enough. But uh, it wasn't wasn't for me. Anyway, sorry. What's your actual pick for? Uh, uh, serious answer, probably um, Mel Gibson, Lethal Weapon. Any time when he's talking about like his dead wife and like with the gun. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah. I mean. I... It's not, it's, not like, it's not like good acting. It's just it's funny, right? It's fun, funness. It's craziness. Isn't it? <laughs> Mel Gibson gives you a bit of an edge, doesn't he, to his films? Like he gives that. how he is in real life. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have good memories of that film. Like part of my memories are like wrapped up in like it's one of my dad's favorite films. I remember watching that. It's like such a dad, like sort of nineties dad yeah, film, isn't it? Yeah. I remember watching that. Oh well, no. I mean, I watched it in the '90s. That's why. That's why I know it's '80s. But and then I watched it. Remember in like a second year of uni, we all got together and watched *Lethal Weapon* on. Uh, I got. I think I got it on HD DVD, and a bunch of us watched it, and it was just incredible like, film. Yeah, it's really good fun. Um, yeah. Jamie, what's your favorite cinematic score? Yeah, I feel like I've got like three answers to each of these things. That's okay. I'm I'm a three answer guy too, so don't worry about it. You're, you're Sorry, Jamie. We've got all the time in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like really hard. Like, um, no, I think your name soundtrack is great. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I I, I can the, listen to that. I play that on the drumming game on Switch. That's the Japanese film. Yeah, Japanese animation. Uh, that's beautiful. Um, I watched Soul also over Christmas oh, and. Like all your comments, like I agree. Like oh, so good. I love John Batiste as well. Um How to Train Your Dragon. Like I that that's a brilliant um brilliant soundtrack. All you know, three animated films there for you. Uh uh but I, I think standout is probably a bit of a cop out, but Lord of the Rings. It's not a it cop out. Is, it is just like so like classic, isn't it? It's so like Howard Shaw the master. Yeah. One of our friends walked down the aisle to it, or his wife did. Which is <laughs> uh, like to the Shire music. It's just like Safe. it reminds me. Oh, yeah, it's, it's so wrapped up in like growing up as a teenager because yeah. watching that film. But yeah, it is oh, yeah. beautiful. Like for from I remember it. GCSE like performance. We had like a performance thing to 
to do it. <laughs> I um, played Concerning Hobbits on my guitar <laughs> for my performance. <laughs> like, John was playing drums, and I was like... <laughs> <laughs> Who was the composer what? of that? Was it Howard Shaw? Howard Shaw. Howard Shaw, right. Yeah, Lewis said before. But I was thinking yeah. about this the other day, like, because they're doing a remake, aren't they? Or, like, a series yeah. of it. Like, I mean, every Breakable. person... Every person who's who's on that is it? It's what? It's a prequel. The Amazon series. A prequel. It's like, set in the second age, like years and years and years before. Oh, okay. That's that's okay. I mean, because I was thinking if they're going to actually try and remake it, like I mean, everybody on that is going to have a terrible job of trying to do a better thing than. <laughs> yeah. Saying that, but, we're watching. We're talking about the Mandalorian later. The the guy who does the soundtrack for Mandalorian absolutely knocked out of the park compared to like. You know, yeah, oh, con- con- considering what he had to go up against, like, ugh, like he really did a really good job of that. Um, but yeah, mm. is, are you looking forward to the Lord of Rings series, Jamie? Or are you sort of a bit like worried? I like... mean, I watched The Hobbit, and uh, <laughs> yeah, no. so I'm. I'll just I'll just watch it and see what happens. But The yeah. Hobbit wasn't a good time for me. No, it wasn't a good time for anyone. I, I like The Hobbit films. Oh. That makes uh, that's, uh, that's nice to hear. <laughs> Do you also like? <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's the only the only way that they can be appreciated is one after another extended editions. If you watch them outside of that, then they don't make. A great yes, deal the of dwarves sense. in the barrel on the river. Oh yeah, my word! No, it's just it's a lot. Of, there's it's a lot of things in it that it's just like. I, I think like the problem I find is it was just very like blue and. Orange. The whole film was just blue and orange CGI, <laughs> like over and over again. Again, I watched the first two, got to the third one. The old people started fighting each other, and it was all CGI <laughs> because it was all actors and actresses who were too old to be doing flips and stunts, unless you're Jackie Chan. Um, like, and I was just like, "Nah, mate, I quit. I'm done." This Are you trying to much. say like when it, when a film gets overly CGI? And everything's, everything's on a green screen or maybe a blue screen. Like, it's yeah. just a bit too much. And then when they take it back to more practical, more of a practical yeah. feeling, it gets a, it gets more of a, a realistic vibe. And people, I mean, the, the actors got to engage with it more. And, it's, you know, it's just a better film, isn't it? Is that no, what you're you, trying to say, Aaron? No, you know what? Radio. What, what, happened, to, what happened to that? What happened to radio? Let's well, bring yeah. that back. I mean, they've got um, audio books. You can listen to The <laughs> Hobbit. Yeah. Uh, Lewis. <laughs> What what is your favorite cinematic score? Oh, I, I couldn't think for this. There's like this. How do you narrow it down? Like John Williams has got so much great music. Yeah. Like you've got the indie score. Most of the Star Wars scores are great. Don't talk about the Last Jedi because it sucks. <laughs> You're wrong, but that's fine. Uh, so you're saying Star Wars? I mean, John Williams is a great like he's a great composer. Like I... hard to knock him out. Do you know what I mean? It's he's got so much classics. Jaws, E.T. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a living just, legend like yeah. Yeah. Out, out of like the classical uh world like people are just like in order he's he's someone who's still alive and still able to write music and conduct and you know he's writing some fantastic things like if people could recognize some of the masters of old like you know it would have been great but do, they a lot of the time they weren't realized until later on in their career do you think there's anyone who's going to take that that mantle, take that like who 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 up and coming or who like have you heard? Do you think could be the next John Williams? Because obviously John Williams has been going for donkey's years, hasn't he? Like who's going to be continuing that legacy and like keep keep up? Because you know, you guys are quite music types. Like I'm obviously you just for the pod listeners out there, Johnny, Aaron, Jamie all went to 
to, to, to all did a music uh, degree of some sort at uni. Like, so you're sort of well versed in this stuff. Who do you think is going to be the one that sort of is going to con- continually hit it out of the park every every franchise? I mean, you've got, you've got, obviously, you've got like Hans Zimmer and stuff like that, but I mean, no, I see. I, bet, I don't think you. I don't think you suited. I don't think you suited. It's to different, Star Wars. isn't it? Like Hans Zimmer is more. He creates more of a feeling, whereas like yeah. John Williams is more thematic and like yeah. memorable. You don't. You don't go hmm. around humming the theme tune to Inception, uh, but no. <laughs> like. But look at what Ludwig's done. Yeah, I think I think I think I know it's a cop out, and I know it's because he's done a good job with Mandalorian. But he also did feature in 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 a, in Marvel. I think I think Disney have find find their man in 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 Ludwig. Like I think he's gone down well with the fans. He's doing something unique and fresh and diverse, and he's good at themes. Like there's like we're thinking about themes and we're talking about him and all. Gonna, dun, dun, dun. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Like I never really heard of him before Mandalorian, but is he like fairly well? Is he, is he okay? Like, not, is, not a music too- guy. Is he well known before this? And is he done a lot of, yeah. 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 That, do, but he did like, the Creed soundtrack. Yeah. Creed. He did the Creed soundtrack. He did. Um, Tenant. He did Tenet. the Tenant soundtrack. Okay. But he's been. Well, we'll see. He's. We'll come back in. We'll come back in ten years' time. We'll see where. He's being cheered you know, by Hans Zimmer at the minute. Um, so you know, his more classical, really? like more orchestral side of his sort of soundtracks and stuff. So, like, he's come from a more like glitchy, techy kind well, of you... background, but he's now got a like a good classical influence as well. Do, do, do you know who Childish Gambino is? Yeah. 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 Yeah, so the guy does all the music for Childish Gambino way years ago is Ludwig. Ludwig has come from, from that. So, you know, from another savant to another savant, like they're both just very talented people. Well, doing... He did all the music for Community, didn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. He's just, he's a very talented human being. I just say, do that sort of stuff, but... um, I listen to Skylar Radio, which is like, um, it's like a new classical radio station. And they did a middle, like a middle class one. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, it's it's <laughs> kind of like playing lazy. If John ever listens to this, uh, they did uh, best soundtracks of the year from TV shows, and Mandalorian got like second place. But annoyingly, they played a bit where it was mainly taken from the John Williams soundtracks rather than the Ludwig soundtracks. Oh, I'm just like, oh, you could have done any part. Just play the outro music. Yeah, so exactly. Amazing. Yeah, I was furious when i was listening to it john williams is you know rightly had his time in air, air time on radio but to play the only bit of music which was heavily influenced in that one particular scene where i don't want to spoil it in case anyone's not watched it but yeah it was annoying um out of interest who won it might have been the crown i think maybe uh boring <laughs> i thought i thought you're gonna be like oliver arnold's one i would have been like ah! yeah, i think i think it was the yeah. crown oh yeah, oh, boring. Though you know, I couldn't even tell you. Just like Heather watches it, but I couldn't even tell you like the the how, Jamie. How does it go? What Mandalorian? The crying soundtrack. I have no you idea. Watch I don't <laughs> watch it. <laughs> no, that's John. He watches. You're well into your period dramas, you know. No, 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 no. Not for me. That not for me. Um. Okay, so last last question to help solve an argument from last week. Um, what's your favorite film from this list? Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, The Lego Movie, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Triplets de Belleville, Jungle Book, or Anna Melissa? Jamie, what's your favorite? Uh, so I've not listened to last week's yet. So 
but uh, my favourite one is Spider Verse. I think. And Good choice. Strong choice. Strong choice. The, I mean, it is great. But I mean, one of the main reasons is that Andrea watched it with me and also enjoyed it. <laughs> for a, for a cartoon about Spider Man, yeah, like, that's pretty decent. It was so, going, yeah, yeah. Like she's watched it twice, so I mean, that's oh. saying something. Strong. Yeah, How about you, Lewis? Spider Man as well, because the others are rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, spoilers for last week, but uh, I won. Spider Man won. Uh, Perfect. Really nice, uh, nice little uh, chat about. I mean, well, surprisingly. Uh, Triplets of Bellevue came in third, which is, uh, you know, <laughs> Donnie was happy about that. But, uh, like, the way we do it is broken. It doesn't work. <laughs> well, you, it doesn't work. you seem to come up with this idea. <laughs> I know. It's, it's okay. It right. It's okay. I'll look at them, yeah. You know, Spider, as long as Spider-Verse won, I, I think, I think, I think, if Spider-Verse didn't win and, like, something random won, I think I would just have quit. Yeah. It's okay, Aaron. You can move protest. on now. You can move on from that, that discussion. It's all right. <sighs> Uh, okay, and um, so Anne's got a wonderful little quiz for us. Um, it's sort of centered around uh, Star Wars. I say by sort of, I mean it's completely centered around Star Wars. So because Lewis, we fully know, is a massive Star Wars nerd, it's going to be Jamie, Johnny, and I versus Lewis in this Star Wars. How embarrassing quiz. is it going to be if I do like really badly now? No, you know I don't think you. I think you'll do, uh, do fine. You'll be okay. Yeah, have you listened to previous episodes? Have you, you've heard me, like, talk about... We're, I'm just bad at this. Okay. I'll go with... Uh, let's go with you guys first. <laughs> okay. That's so, when does The Mandalorian take place? Here's four possible answers. Five years after The Revenge of the Sith. Five years after The Return of the Jedi. Five years after The Rise of Skywalker. Or five years after the Phantom Menace. After Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I'd go for that. Yeah, it is after the Return of the Jedi. Yeah, we're, we're all in agreement. Yes, that is correct. So, yeah. point to you guys. One point. Right, this, one is point. Po- this is probably an easy one for Lewis. Um, I'm tempted to not give you the multiple answers, but let's just do it anyway. Uh, what me- is the Mandalorian's name? Darren. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, correct. Okay. Oh, this is so easy. I'm looking, I'm looking, at, his, I'm looking at his questions now and I'm thinking, oh, this is too easy. Uh, okay, you guys, I don't know what your name is, but uh, other not Star Wars nerds. Um, what is the Mandalorian's armor made of? It's, I'm just going to go with that. I'm not going to give you multiple answers because uh, I feel like... Car? Uh, Beskar. Beskar. Beskar, yeah, yeah Beskar. Beskar Steel. Correct. Beskar. Beskar. Right. Again, Let's probably see. an easy I one see. now for Lewis. <laughs> probably an easy one. What is the name of the Mandalorian ship? Razor Crest. Correct. Oh, good. Glad, glad you got that question. <laughs> right. Non-Star Wars nerds. Uh, what is What creature does Mando learn to ride on Arvalia Ar- Ar- 7? What is the creature? Um, does anyone have an uh, have an idea? <laughs> I can think of the name of uh, one Star Wars creature. <laughs> it. I feel yeah, like I, mean, I feel like it sounds like Gabawok, but it's probably not. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis is shaking his head. 
but ride. it was originally featured in the Ewok TV movie, and it was the Blurg. Very good. Yes, it was the oh, Blurg. Yeah, okay. Did you always get the point? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll give him an extra point. Uh, okay, so Lewis is leading one point above uh, over you guys. Um, this is a question for Lewis. Who ambushes Mando after he re- after he rescues the child from the Imperial Laboratory? Say so again. Who ambushes Mando after he rescues the child from the Imperial Laboratory? Off Gideon. No, it's not Moff Gideon. It is. God, you guys know. Whoa, 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 whoa. We might know this. We might know this. Um. Right, so that's why. It's the leader of the guild, isn't it? Is it? Is that? No, is that the one where they read? Is it the one where they read the the guy? They they get the guy. It's in season two, right? No, they think in season one. Season one. Season one. Because there's two times technically. Oh. Um, or maybe it is the leader of the guild then. And who would that be? <laughs> you can, if you give me if you give me the name of the actor, I'll 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 I can give it. you both if you want. All right, you got it wrong, Lewis. You got it wrong. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I I don't know his oh. name or the. No. Or yeah, it's, it's... Jeremy. <laughs> Is uh, Grief Karga, who is I can't think of his name. Hollow Creed. Hollow Creed, yes. Carl uh, Weathers, that's the guy. That's the fella. Right. So that's zero points. For so zero points right. to you guys so far. I mean, if you look at verses, so uh, three to Lewis. Name. yes. Uh, this is a question for you guys, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So during the first episode of The Mandalorian. What creature is seen roasting on a spit? Oh, is it? Is it? Is it? Uh, is it the guy? Is it the rat thing that's like? <laughs> that, <guy. laughs> that, that one. Uh, like... If you can give me the name of the the main one in the story, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Oh, it's like. Oh no! It's got a really funny name. What the thing that sits next to Jabba the Hutt? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I didn't even, didn't even know it had a name. Oh, it's like she's oh, pants. I can't right. believe I know what it is, but I don't know what the name is. I'll give you five more seconds. Nothing, Mister Sigmatoff. Okay, Lewis, do you know? Delicious bee crumb, and it's a Korkian oh. monkey lizard. Oh my gosh, yes, oh my you're days. correct, yes. Quacky and monkey lizard. I knew, I knew, but hey, you know. But can I we mean, just get, can we get another impression for Johnny? I'd, I'd love to hear that impression. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Okay, so Lewis is two points ahead now, I think. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, okay. Um, who betrays the Mandalorian after he rescues the Twi- the? Twi'lek Quinn. Who betrays Mandalorian after he rescues the Twi'lek Quinn? This is for Lewis, right? This is for Lewis, yeah. Uh, Mayfeld? No, technically it's all of them. It's all of the guys. But I guess, you. I mean, Mayfeld is one of them, so... The leader? Yeah, I'm, I'm... 
I'm happy to give him that. I, think, I mean, yeah. does that, do, do either of you guys know all the, the other members of the gang? Because I don't know the members of the gang. Richard Ayoade. Yeah, Richard Ayoade is a robot. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, next one for you, uh, non-Star Wars nerds. Um, who makes a cameo appearance as one of the Carbonite bounties in the first episode? I feel like oh, a lot of these are series, season one uh, centric, and maybe uh, you guys might be a bit. Uh, obviously, we've all watched season two recently, so it's maybe a little bit focused on season one, but still. Uh, who could it be? What, like, as in. Uh, yeah, so it could uh, be so a character so he's got it could be hung up in his ship. When he, like the first guy, he goes and he puts in carbonite. He puts them with like three or four others. Who makes a cameo appearance as one of the carbonite bounties in episode one? Like, is it um, is it a character or is it? Uh, right, I can give you. I can give you four. This is the originally I was going to give you like four answers and you could pick one. So yeah, I can give you one of that. Memory, yeah. Well, that's Lewis. Are you willing to? Do you know it? I can't think the life. Okay. Okay, right, I'll give you four Thank four gosh. possible four possible answers. Number one, Jaja Brink Jaja Binks. Number two, Han Solo. Number three, Lando Calrissian. Number four, George Lucas. It's just got to be George Lucas, isn't it? It's gotta be George Lucas, hasn't it? It's gotta be George Lucas. It is George Lucas. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Although unfortunately you guys uh Lewis won. Um but uh, well done. Right, and that's the end of the of the quiz. Well done, Lewis. You obviously you were the you were the winner of the of the of the verses. Uh, I don't I think... know if I should be happy about that or you know just sad for myself. <laughs> no, to be fair, like you know, you didn't answer every question, so you know, you've, I think you've got to go take a long, hard look at yourself. All right, you got and, a couple wrong, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got a couple wrong. Just call yourself a Star Wars nerd. <laughs> Three blokes from the north of England beat you. Uh, anyway. Mandalorian, that's why every, you know, that's why hundreds of millions of listeners are here to, you know, hear us talk about the Mandalorian. Well, actually, you'll find that, you know, we've got quite a big following in Australia, so, you know. Yeah, um, that's if they still listen to us after yeah. that long ass break that we had. Long, unexplained. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was explained in an episode that Aaron and Johnny never bothered to about it. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> well, the people that stuck with us i.e. used to and then the other person that listens to the podcast. Cheers. Um, so, where... Not everyone has to, you know, feel like... No, no one has to answer every question, but um, just a general, you know. Just, they're just talking points. So, um, where were we all with Star Wars before The Mandalorian? Like, for example, I know that before The Mandalorian, Ant was probably in a different place to where I was. Yeah, I I have a little yeah. I mean, I've got something prepared to talk about, but I mean, like you guys, feel free to uh, chat about yeah. Because obviously, the last one we what last one that came out was was it Last Jedi? Rise of no. Skywalker. That last one, right? Okay, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, that was the one. Yeah. Did you watch that in the cinema? Me? Yeah. Yeah, I watched them all in the cinema. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think yeah, I didn't think you would go back, but uh, no, but he went back. It. He went back. I'm a sucker. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like for me, okay, I'll just talk about that. Like, so, I, so like, the Disney bought the franchise, and I was quite happy about it because I was thinking, like, you know, Star Wars, like, you know, they did a lot of spin-offs and a lot of TV show. Uh, sorry, a lot of like they did the Clone Wars and they did like a lot of games and stuff. 
and the books and things like that. But they never really went that much further with the films. And I was thinking, you know, like, oh, this is, could be quite cool, like, to see the world expanded and, it, you know, they could do a lot with it. I was quite excited. The first film came out, banging, yes, great, good start. You know, a lot reminiscent for the first film. They hit a lot of the same beats. I liked the characters, like the setup. It seemed like it was going in the right direction. And then Ryan, Jones, Ryan Johnson slid in and was like, hey, this story you're telling, let's just go over here and do something different. So he went and did something different, which is like, hey, I understand the arguments to back and forth from, from that. Aaron's already talked about this. We've talked about it in the past. Fair enough. You're doing something different. I did, did parts of it was fine, but a lot of it I didn't enjoy. And then the second, the last film, sorry, the last film that came out, I just felt like it was just, ugh, it just went all over the place. Just didn't really make sense with the rest of the story. Just didn't really fit with the rest of the, the franchise. Hot trash, hot trash. It was just not good. Uh, and then in between that, you had like Rogue Squadron. Sorry, not Rogue Squadron. You had uh, Rogue One, which I, I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. I never watched, but then I got. I sort of basically got a bit saturated with it. I felt like it was just a bit over... Too many films coming out every year. It felt like they were just shoving them out and not really thinking about them. There wasn't really a good, a good like, overarching um, sort of narrative and sort of, like... Uh, they didn't seem to want to, like, tell a story over a trilogy. They just wanted to do whatever. And I was sort of a bit fed up with it. So when The Mandalorian was announced and, re- and got released, I was sort of just, like, put off by it and was just... No, I'm done with Star Wars. You burned me too many times, um, and I just did. And at that point, gone. I wasn't going to bother with it. And then it came out, and you guys chatted about it, and uh, I sort of, yeah, ignored you. So that's where I was before Mandalorian, I suppose. How about you guys? Hey, I like. I've just finished watching all of them. Like what recently? Last, yeah, last few. I like. I literally finished. Uh, what's it? Rise of Skywalker. I think this morning. Like last twenty minutes. That one. That one was the Oof. tough one. That was the last twenty minutes Oof. this morning. Just tough. Um, but yeah, uh, I think I was in a good place for Mando because, Ro- because because of Rogue One. Like mm. uh, Rogue One was amazing. Like I loved. I mean, I know. I know some of you didn't like it, but yeah, I mean. I thought, well, anyway, keep going. I thought it's class, really, really good. My favorite thing about it is that like you actually see like g- like good main characters like properly dying. In, it's not in yeah. a contrived way. The Han Solo dying was uh, it was alright. It's fine, but like just actually like seeing them. Or Princess Leia or uh, or what's his oh, face? Skywalker. Yeah, <laughs> actually seeing them pay like pay the price for their rebellion i thought that was really good and also just seeing it set in like a nice setting as well not a dusty desert not like a wintry planet just like beaches like you could sunbathe mm. on them yeah <laughs> uh yeah but i i was really excited for mandy how about you lewis where are you i know i know you're a big fan but we were, were you sort of like put off by any of the I mean, like i was obviously the diehard fans who were like will love whatever disney put out because it's star wars but how about you? Were you? Did you sort of go ahead? I mean, I'm not going to say it's a, it's fine if you liked it. I'm not going to please just be you know whatever. It's fine. <laughs> no, We're going to say does. space here. We're going to say space. Like the last Jedi was terrible. <laughs> I prefer Rise mostly just because la- la- last Jedi was just so bad. I just 
But I really like Solo. No one ever really talks about Solo. Yeah. I like Solo. Yeah, it's good. Mm. Yeah, it's a good film. Yeah. That's the only one I haven't seen yet. Um, I know, but I was just like, I was, again, at the time, I was like, it's too many films, please. Oh. And it just put me off. But is it actually a good, like, is it worth watching? Right, okay. Yeah. I think, like, what they do with the characters and a lot of the actors that they chose for the solo film work really well. Yeah. I do think, I kind of wish Miller and Lord stay, like, were able to just, like, stay on for it. Um, no, I know Lewis is shaking his head, but <laughs> I think it would have been. Pardon me, sorry, that was weird. Uh, I think it would have been... Um, my problem is when Disney do this, because Disney do this quite a lot, is they pull directors halfway through films. They did it in Rogue One. They didn't, they didn't pull them, but they, they made them do reshoots. They did it with Ant-Man, which made took Ant-Man from probably like an 11 to like a solid 6. Um, and I think the same with Solo. Like It was a good film, but I think either Ron Howard should have just had it the entire way through or um or they should have just stuck with miller and lord and just saw the outcome because again it's the same issue with the new the new um trilogy is disney are paranoid at winding people up but they ended up doing that anyway by picking random you know uh people they should have just picked jj he's a safe bet and just got him to do the trilogy, he would have been able to tell the story and everyone would have been happy, but we ended up with this complete mess where there's five people sat in a, in a you know, chatting about it on a podcast where everyone has really diverse opinions on every single thing. And I think Mandalorian does what it does so well is because it takes the five of us and brings us all together. Like, we're all... There's not a single Star Wars fan who, you know... If we're having an argument about Star Wars, if you bring up The Mandalorian, nine times out of ten, everyone's like, oh, yeah, that's that, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why, why is that, do you think? Slaps. Dave Filoni. Think... <laughs> Dave Filoni, yeah, because he's... Cause like, so if people don't know, Dave Filoni came from the Clone Wars franchise. He was more of an animation guy. And John Favreau brought him in to put, sort of be like the guru of like the person to talk to about all the Star Wars lore and what made Star Wars special and because he really understood it because he from what I understood of watching the behind the scenes of he was like a bit of a um, I mean I know George Lucas gets a lot of, of a hard rap a lot of people don't like him but he gets Star Wars and, he, and obviously you know yeah like obviously he made some you know maybe some issues, some dodgy movies but they at least have Star Wars movies. Um, whereas, yeah, so like Dave Filoni has learnt off the learnt off him, and he Eric sort of Aaron brought brought, brought that, that in to the to the series. Definitely, but he, he trained with George during Clone Wars because mm. George was like heavily involved during Clone Wars. Learned from him, sort of thing. He calls him his son, so that tells you a little bit. So, have you and guys, who's who's watched the Clone Wars here? By the way, just out of just curiosity. I'm part way through it well, yeah nothing... i hear good stuff about it it's it's really i've ever heard good positive stuff about it it's really good i think the way i'm watching it is quite slowly but it's because there's quite a lot um but online it was lewis that put me onto this there's a timeline so the the actual series is hop all over the timeline all the way through not i think towards the end they they they, they all kind of sync up right they, a bit more they yeah definitely the further you um, go on the less sort of back and forth it is but um, there's a someone quite kindly made like a, a list of episodes how you do it in the actual timeline mm. of how, where Star Wars would be. So that's the way I'm watching it. So Lewis was like, "Oh, what season are you up to?" And I was like, uh, 
I don't know, like, I think I'm on season like five episodes now, though. So I'm like most of the way through. Mm. It's so is there, good, is there a lot of filler in there, or is it quite a lot of good? Is it every episode yeah, worth watching? Sort of thing? Nah, there's a lot, there's quite a lot of filler. So is it like, because I know like, with like, for example, like Dragon Ball Z or something, like, people will make lists of here are the episodes you actually want to watch and all the other stuff you can ignore because it's just filler crap. So is that a similar sort of... Because I guess they have to do a lot of that with animation, but like is that sort of a similar vibe of Clone Wars is you can skip a lot of it, but the main parts are... I, th- I think you could skip... I think you could skip a lot, but I think especially some of the characters that end up being in Mandalorian... Because you've got some of those filler episodes with them, when you see them come into the TV series, I mean, Lewis and, and, and Jamie are both nodding their heads, they're backing me up, and it's like, it, it, it has a, you, yeah, know, you saw you these characters, it has this moment where you're mm. like, oh my goodness, the universes are connected now. <laughs> like, this is what Star Wars is supposed to feel like. This is the feeling I get when I watch the Marvel films. Like, everyone's here, and it's it's all connected, and, and they're not doing it in a bad way. So, so um, where does... Where does Mando fit then in terms of the timelines? Like, so it, you said it before, it's, it's five years after. Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. So it's in between um, the, the, the the originals and the prequels. And, uh, sorry, the originals and the sequels. Mm. Sorry, yeah. yeah it's yeah. interesting this day because, like, I was just skipping through it today, like, trying to remind myself of all the episodes. And uh, I was that bit in the. Where what's his name? Cobb shoots his commander, his old commander, and he's talking about Operation Cinder, which is in Battlefront Two, the game. It's the campaign. Yeah, I've heard about this. Yeah, I, it's really I started did, did... it yesterday, like just oh, right, yeah, right. just to see what it. <laughs> and I was I was like ah, so yeah, like it's cool how they what's John Favreau and the the other guys like seem really like dedicated to getting as much of it connected mm-hmm. as they possibly can, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Yeah. I think as well, you know, not to say that they didn't, the other directors didn't care, but I think um, the people that they brought on for the Mandalorian, like, get it. Yeah, they seem like mm. they seem like massive Star. Like, that's the world in it. Star Wars is like, and not just John Favreau, but definitely Dave Filoni. Filoni, um, he's definitely like that's his world. Like that's what he knows. He's like, you know, seems like he's the expert on that. Whereas John Favreau knows how to tell a good story he's a good safe pair of hands like he knows what he's doing like in pretty much anything you give him like he's going to produce something quality and obviously with the mando series it's not that he's obviously the the um what do they call it the uh the the, the series sort of like uh i guess he's the creator of the city whatever he but but then you've got the individual directors um who are doing their own episodes and you get different sort of vibes throughout the series based on who's directing it and what sort of story they're telling. I mean, for me, like, I like, you know, the overall story of The Mandalorian is fine. It was good. You know, the story of seeing the child or the baby order sort of being returned back to the Jedi. It was fine, but I actually preferred the episodes which were a bit more, like, self-contained. So for me, um, the ones that I really preferred were uh, the start, the prison ship breakout with... Um, with Bill Bear and uh, and the, the breaking up the suspicion ship, I love that episode. That was a great one. And then um, the uh, the desert, what's it called? The Sand Dragon one with the oh, uh, yeah. Dusty Omegas. Yeah, episode two or one of season two. Yeah, yeah. I love that one. Yeah. I thought that was like oh, it could have been. Good it felt it felt like it's own little movie. It's just like 
had its own little just story line. I just I I love those sort of self contained episodes. I could just watch a whole lot of those to be honest. Um, I think as well, like this is just my personal opinion, but I think season one they were sort of it's the same as like you know like the American Office, like season one they're doing. They do like basically the British office word for word. Like they didn't really understand themselves fully. They didn't really know where they were. They sort of had like the end goal of where they wanted to be, but they were sort of trying to still figure themselves out because they did a lot of episodes which kind of fell flat to me. Whereas like season two, like it, they really hit the note. Like they were basically in that sweet spot where they were be able to introduce in parts of the greater lore um the, the you know the the greater star wars universe they were like given like lots of like fan favorite like you know favorite stuff was it fan you remember well, something fan nice? service. yeah what's it fan called service. We were with the fan service fan that's service. the one yeah yeah, they're doing, yeah. yeah really good like well, lots of fan service but able to give you like a coherent in-depth story and like um i think season one was 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 a good watch and the ending was phenomenal do you think season one I mean, it is Star Wars, but you could probably just like change some of the characters, and it could be its own series, I guess, its own like, its own sort of it's because it is in it is connected with Star Wars, but it's not as I mean, season two they really like pulled in. I mean, obviously the ending of season two is like the most that's the most crossover you're gonna see in a Star Wars film ever, I think, but uh, or series or whatever. But um, I mean, like actually, I see that's interesting because I preferred where it was more of a western and more just of its own thing in the first season. I mean, I enjoyed for season two as well. Definitely for me, I like I like just the Mandalorian, just him doing his own his own stuff. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, season two is good as well. Uh, but a lot of the Star Wars, I mean, like, this is why Star Wars is good because a lot of the Star Wars extras that you see and like all the interwoven stuff, it doesn't redo really that lot lot for me. I'm just like, oh, okay, fine. Whereas I imagine for the big fans of Star Wars, Lewis, you I imagine you're probably when you see Boba Fett for the first time and you see that his is it Slave One turning up and stuff? It's like a big deal, and it's I mean, like with season two, that first episode when obviously it's Cobb Vanth, that was insane because that's like a really minor book character that they bought into live action. Mm. Like he was in one chapter of a book, like <laughs> like in twenty fifteen. He's the he's the um, the uh, the marshal. sheriff, is it? The marshal, yeah, of, of that little town. For the for the, the desert dragon, yeah. Like yeah. you, n- never in a million years would you think that they would acknowledge like some like just proving obviously the Dave Filoni thing and the connections. Yeah. But they're, they're they're still like looking at that books that with one chapter and it's good. It's good, isn't it? It's good. Like again, it just shows you like how much like they care. You know, and the fact that they got Mister Kim from Kim's oh, Convenience, so good. like so what the flip, like. <laughs> You know, I can't believe he became um, uh, an X-wing fighter pilot. <laughs> um, no, like, <laughs> I see what. Uh, but that's the thing, though. Like, you know, I know that's obviously it's nothing to do with Star Wars, but like when he, when I saw him, I was like, oh my gosh, this show went from like a, a, a ten to an eleven yeah. because because my boy's in it now. Like, you know, let's have a series about him just driving around <laughs> in an X-wing, like. <laughs> um, and and I think I think you're right. Like they, I think, you know, they got like minor characters for the the the, the people who just like are like super into um, the lore. And then they they obviously brought Luke back at the end for me. You know, your average Joe. I I, I mean, I'm not going to be 
you know, I cried. I was like that, like over, like there was so much emotion just running through my mind. It was, it had, admittedly, it was a very tough day at work. Like it was like, <laughs> oh, a, yeah, yeah. it was like we'd done like a silly amount of money and I was been beaten up by customers all day and was pretty fragile. And then I sat on the thing because Lewis was like, have you seen it yet? Have you seen it yet? And I was like, I haven't seen it yet. You calm down, just let me. And then I watched it and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, there was tears. Like I, I was so over emotive about what was going on but i think you know i don't get that with marvel i don't really get that with star trek but i watched star wars and it it just seems to be able to do this thing in me where i'm like oh gosh i can't handle how good this is so i mean for me just just going back on like what pulled me into the show i think a massive part of it it's gonna sound really silly but um it was honestly the 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 outro credits and the music oh, yeah, and yeah. that kick in mm. of the music and with the concepts and stuff. Something about it, watching it, I was watching it on Disney Plus, obviously everyone was, but I was watching it and like, you watch it and, you, and I, I, I didn't like skip those bits. I really wanted to, I was just like, I really, because it's just be- the beautiful concepts and stuff and the music just ties in so well with it and I was just like, oh, I need to watch the next episode. Um, Yeah, like that, that sort of, it was almost like a, a loop of watching the episode hitting the credits music and you just like it shows you some of the concepts you're like oh this is so good right next one next one next one it's just like it is that bingeable I mean it, I mean, obviously there's a big part of it being Star Wars but also the, the making a, a bingeable show as well is not necessarily something that's easy to do especially when the, when they you know not, they're not leaving on cliffhangers really like it's all like most of the episodes are fairly well like wrapped up but by the time you end up in the mm-hmm. you, you know you finish the episode um, but it still keeps you wanting, to, wanting more and you just really want to find out what's going to happen. Like. I think a part of that is like because they're not, they're not because it's not going on to TV, they don't have to fill an hour slot or a 50-minute slot with adverts. Mm. It's just how long it needs to be and the stories aren't like, yeah. they don't put much filler in it. It's just let's kind of get to the meat and bones of what we want to get out of this episode. And it's a lot of the time fairly to the point. You do get in general, a couple of filler episodes, well, not filler episodes, but episodes where it's just one-off things that aren't adding mm. to the overall story. But those are, you know, pretty concise and there's there's not a lot of kind of wasted time in those things. And I think that's why it's so watchable. And for the series to be quite concise as well, they're not sort of 24 mm. episodes. Because that's, that's a little bit like, I did look at the Clone Wars and I was like, it's a little bit, off putting because it, that's a an undertaking, uh-huh. um, mm-hmm. and I don't know if like that's what I want all my TV to be for the next six months is is Clone Wars. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but but like so like I I started watching it. When did Disney Plus come out? March last year. Yeah, so I've been watching it almost since March. I bet it's been a real slow burner for me. Like I've dipped in and dipped out. Um, I haven't always felt the need to watch it, and I think that's. For me, that's the best way I would say to watch it because there's no pressure for you. I to... I just binged it all <laughs> like like five days or something. I, I, it all I have a question for Lewis. Okay, so yeah. season two, you know when they're on that planet and they go to the the rebel base and it's uh basically the base is like keeping the lava back. Um, yeah. There's like they go through this room and it's full of um. 
like pools and there's like bodies floating in the pools. I don't know if you you know that bit. But there's one there's yeah. one outline of a person which looks like it could be Darth Maul. Do you think it could be Darth Maul or I think it's more likely Snoke. Mm, I see. Because obviously this is pre first order and you sort of see him rumblings and also Snoke's theme plays over the music. Ooh. That's the sort of yeah. thing I wouldn't have, I would that never have got. <laughs> so there's whilst we've got you. Um Ooh, wait, hang on. Does that, does that mean Snoke's gonna be a bigger pitch bigger bigger part of the next season? Ooh, I'm I'm, I'm curious, uh, he's gonna be a big bad guy later on. The big bad by, guy will be Thrawn. Thrawn? Okay, I'm gonna Google that. Uh, that is. <laughs> what so what other um little Easter eggs and stuff uh did we miss Lewis? Because uh, wait, 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 wait. Johnny's got that. Well, well, well. Jamie, did you notice any little things that like lower stuff? Uh, not that I can remember. No. <laughs> and did you did you rec- do you remember any lower stuff? No, uh, nothing. Not really. No, no. I just see. Yeah, I feel like this show is probably like you have two different levels you have a pe- person who just sort Absolutely. of sort of knows Star Wars Absolutely. and enjoys it and then the people who like watch it and, and spot all the little details mm. which is like it's cool that that's part of it and like i'm glad they're not making it for just one of those sets of people i feel like the new the new star wars like the i mean i might be completely wrong but it felt like the newer star wars films they were going for just like ah it doesn't really matter just general people who know star wars will enjoy this whereas like yeah. this they feel like they're just like soaked in the sort of lore of it and then but then they're still telling a good story for everyone else who want who wants to just dip the toe into that sort of into that world. So what else do you think we missed, Lewis? So in the Ahsoka Tano episode, she she's she's the woman with the with the sort of um, the the interesting sort of like hair thing, but it's not her hair. It's like that was very controversial as well. And she has two two lightsabers. Is that right? Yeah. Am I right with that. Yeah. 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 yeah One smaller than the other. That was a great episode, by the way. That was really samurai good. inspired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes. what do we? So do we with make? that, she says to the woman, "Where's your leader? Where's Grand Admiral Thrawn?" Mm. So she's looking for Thrawn for like a very particular reason. Find out if you watch Star Wars Rebels, and then obviously she's got her own show coming, and then there's that Rangers of the New Republic coming. It's yeah. gonna be like a mini like Marvel style thing where they're all gonna build to one sort of, mm-hmm. and it'll end up in theory with Thrawn being the villain. Even this is going to be like, so with the Mandalorian, do you think there's going to be the other shows that are going to come out? Are they going to be of equal status in terms of, in terms of like what they're doing, or is Mandalorian sort of the peak of the TV sort of Star Wars? Because I'm looking forward to it. If, the, if, oh, other, no. if if there's other series that are like equally as good and sort of explore different parts of the universe. So obviously, Mandalorian has been extremely popular, but nobody's going to knock it out of the park. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come really? On. Because when I hear the premise of that, so the, the premise of Kenobi is it's him on, what's the planet called? Uh, Tatooine. 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 In between the end of the of originals and then somewhere between the, 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 the sequels. And it's like, to me, it's just like, oh, well, I guess it's, sorry, sorry, it's in between the originals, isn't it? Because it's the yeah, prequels, it's, uh, the prequels originals. originals. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, but like, to me, it's just like one planet. Is it really going to be that interesting? It's not going to be like, on one planet, they've already said. Oh really? Okay, so it's gonna they're gonna go over places. Okay, it's gonna be a rematch between him and Darth Vader, and that's all we know. 
<laughs> the other thing is as well, like it's Obi Wan Kenobi and Ewan McGregor, like probably one of the most loved characters yeah. that they've ever made. Like I know that obviously Mandalorian is is a big yeah. is a big thing, but this is this is like this is it could go bad, couldn't it? It could go bad. The thing yeah. is, I don't think it will. But like it could do. the thing about Star Wars, like, obviously you'll know this, Lewis, but people are there. there was a game that was supposed to come out called Star Wars Thirteen Thirteen. It was about ten years ago, and it was. It was basically the, the, uncharted, but Star Wars. Was, yeah, it was going to be based around a bounty hunter, and it was going to Boba be about. Well, yeah, because originally it was going to be something else, and then they were t- saying they were going to make it to Boba Fett. Um, but it was basically the underworld of Star Wars, all the criminal activity, and it basically had nothing to do with Jedi. It was all just about Star Wars and all the criminals and all the, you know, all the stuff going on. And to me, that was so much more interesting, which is why I think Mandalorian is interesting because it has no Jedi in it. Well, apart from. In the second season two, he has a bit. I can't you know. believe you've not watched Solo, and you you're talking know, about not for like a know, guns without Jedi. I know, I know. Maybe I should. Have watch you watched Clone Wars as well? Aren't? No, you haven't. <laughs> right, because at the end of Solo, you're going to get a shock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're going to be. You'd be like, wait, <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, that, to me, that's what I I found like the Jedi stuff is int- it's fine, but like. I feel like I'm kind of I wanted something else other than Jedi, and that's where the Mandalorian comes in. So, but but then then again, like you know, I like Ewan McGregor, and um, I'm sure. Like I say, I'm sure they won't mess it up. But I like Ewan McGregor more than my family. Who's the showrunner? Is it? I guess it's not John John, John Favreau, is it? Not. It's probably not John Favreau. Who's the, um, the showrunner? It's all been directed by Deborah Chow, and she directed the third episode of the first season of Mandalorian. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um. I think it's in safe hands. Mm. They wouldn't put Kenobi in someone's hands that, you know. But then again, they well, I think they've they've learned their mistakes from their mistakes of the of the the TV uh, the movies. I think. Um, but it, it was originally supposed to be a film, but Solo did so badly in the box office they changed it to a series. Mm. Mandalorian, yeah, this good. is. Oh, no, no, Obi Wan. Um, did you see? I'd rather a series because I'd rather them have the time to explore yeah. stuff. Do you see they're doing a Cassian Andor? Series as well. Yeah, I don't know why we should care. <laughs> That's coming well, from me. But people loved him because he was like the dark side of the good guys what's, or whatever. Sorry, what's Cassiando? He's the. You remember Rogue One? Yes. Diego Luna in that the oh, guy with the glorious mustache. Yeah, the yeah. the um the sort of rogue guy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The Rogue One. <laughs> but it, you know what right I, I, I think i think what we know from star wars is right we can have these predictions about whether it's going to be good or bad but we won't know until it comes out because mando came out it was amazing rise of skywalker came out it was turd the other ones divided opinion you know the prequels sucked i love um, the prequels uh, yeah because you're an absolute weirdo you know what I the think... prequels grow me more as as i look as i watch the, the sequels i'm like oh the prequels actually have you I, I but, bad. And go, just go back and watch the phantom i know i know, I know, I know. the phantom menace is better mind. than attack of the clones the thing is it's just like it's all wrapped yeah. up in childhood memories as though that's a, that's a problem yeah. as well yeah. i was like five when i saw the yeah. phantom menace yeah, man. yeah. yeah. so, so good. obviously we've like been really nice about Mandalorian. Is there anything we want to say that's nasty about it before we sort of come to a close? You know what, right? I'm going to talk about this, right? I, as a character, I thought she was pretty good. Yeah, I liked... No, I didn't mind it. I thought... (laughs) So, this is the thing. I I actually quite liked... I felt like she was doing something completely different to any of the sort of women in Star Wars. It was like a different character I hadn't seen before. I thought... I actually quite enjoyed her acting... 
I like the physicality and nature of it. Yeah. I really liked her as a character. I was kind of gutted that she, yeah. got, she got fired. I understand why they did it. It makes complete sense. She's been a tool on Twitter and, and not, not, not like obviously, she can have, uh, because I talked about this, I don't know, we talked about it in the podcast last week, we talked about it beforehand. She can have her own particular views, fine, but they've asked her to not say certain things and she's yeah. gone and carried on doing it. Anyway, whatever. But I was gutted about the character because I thought the character was actually quite good. I quite liked I, I like the character. It's yeah. just her. Well, I see yeah. the what no, but see the good thing about her being fired is it opens the way for Mr. Kim to take Strange <laughs> <laughs> the New Republic. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Like and as well, because um I think anyone who's listened to this should Google um who Mr. Kim is and go watch Kim's Convenience. But also oh, um, just do it. Go so watch his interview about how he got cast, because it is the cutest, most beautiful thing I've seen. Yeah. He is like Jamie, have you seen it? No. Oh, he is the biggest Star Wars nerd. Like he's massive. He's got like all like loads of like helmets and suits, and he does like cosplay. And like him just taking this role oh, so was like mm-hmm. huge to him. It was so like important, and he just he's just such a lovely man. Apparently, so he put the um, the big helmet on in a costume fitting and just like cried for an hour. <laughs> yes, he had. A... So he's like you, basically, Lewis, becoming part of the the Star Wars universe. Right, if I'm looking for someone to criticise something, I'm going to ask Johnny. Johnny, right, criticise Mandalorian, please. Come on, you've got to have something, something up your sleeve. You've got to have something up your sleeve. Um, or is it all positive? I'd say, I'd say it's, all, <laughs> it's all fairly positive, really. Um, yeah, there's not, not too much I could really sort of fault it. I, I think, like, the thing for me was, is after not really watching any Star Wars films for two or three years prior to the Mandalorian coming out. It was so easy just to get into that world and mm. just mm. like, I'm not, I do like Star Wars, um, but the lore of it gets lost on me. But it was just so easy to, to watch and appreciate for, for what it was. And then to find out there's extra bits of stuff which are making other people appreciate even more is, you know, good good for them. You know, it's like if, it, if they can appreciate it too, then that's good. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm trying to think anything bad about it. There's nothing really that springs to mind massively. Do you, not, do you not think some of it was a little bit like the dialogue and stuff is a little bit just simple and like like most of it's fine, but I'm trying to think like there's specifically like the 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 the, the episode where they meet the other Mandalorians and they're like mm. I don't know like some of that felt a bit like just a little the, the dialogue wasn't. I mean, I know, a lot, I know a lot of people had the issues with the armor and all that sort of stuff. I didn't have any issues with that. It's fine, but um, but the the dialogue of choices, some of the, uh, I mean, I, I understand it's like it's Star Wars film. They can't, you know, they got to like keep it fairly fluid and keep moving and stuff. But I don't know. I felt like some of the writing could have been better. Um, I also thought the finale of season two. I, I just thought they, they didn't obviously give the, the the visual artist enough time to make oh, Luke man, yeah. Skywalker properly. Like he just felt it felt very very like to me. You were saying before that you were crying, Lewis, about when Luke showed up. When I saw that, I was completely taken out of the experience because I was like, oh, that's weird. He's like got some weird. He's not. He's not like moving. His face is like. It's like you've. It's like one of those. Um, those videos people to put where you take your photos and put them on like an elf dancing around or whatever it's like really animated. I felt like that it was just like it was so like so canned the, like the the animation of the face was just so stiff and ugh, I don't know I did, but, that really pulled me out of it um, 
the whole well, bit we're, beforehand where yeah, the yeah, build up was brilliant. Yeah, that, that was yeah, great. Yeah, that's, that yeah, was good. that was good. You know, that's, that's the fine. bit that mattered. That was yeah. the bit that mattered. Understand about but that, the, the bit where he's like, "Bring the child to me." <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh my gosh, come on, you can do better than that. But after the Last Jedi, we thought Luke and that awful handling of Luke in that film. Yeah, this true. was actual Luke. <laughs> that's yeah, where the emotions yeah. are coming from. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd, I, now, there's a, a few. I don't know, like silly bits. I don't like. There was there's a bit where he's in the one with the um, the sand people and the dogs, and like he starts making dog noises. He's just like. Ugh. <sighs> I didn't like that, and um, I also like. I mean, like this is the like Mandalorian was the first I'd heard of dark troopers, so I don't I like I don't really uh, know how big a thing they are, but they just seemed a bit. Uh, Op. In the well, yeah, but just a bit. I don't know, a bit boring. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I like the bad guy. What's his face? The guy from Los Palos. Yeah, I like his dark saber and all oh, that. Oh yeah, that's cool. class. I just think it like it'd be better if it had been like I know they're not Sith troopers or I don't know just anything like that. The Knights of Ren. Yeah. Well, oh God. <laughs> oh. No, but I just thought the Dark Troopers were a bit just ah. Uh, his his like a you've got to have some sort of bad guy that you know oh, it seems really threatening, but but then we'll just get trashed in the space of three. Yeah, episodes. but then but then the thing is. Was it that same episode? Maybe it was later on. Maybe it was a different episode. But the episode where Mandalorian had a fight. I think it might have been on the prison ship. He had a fight with. Was it was it one of those guys or was it someone else? And he came. He had, it was just like a really awesome fight scene where it was like where it was shot. It just felt like Mandalorian was a badass. Mm. But, but then was, like when he was doing his Batman thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then obviously you know I guess it probably wasn't them because then later on uh, the the bag you know that there was that troopers sort of like showed him up and then he was like oh cowering in the room and then obviously luke comes along and saves the day or whatever you have, you have the great uh uh little rescue at the end what's it called yeah. the um deus ex machina <laughs> thing but the dark troopers was what threw me is the fact that they're not cgi they really do look like cgi mm-hmm. oh, they do. Yeah. oh wait what yeah because i watched the behind the scenes and that is a physical prop with like really? CGI additions. Wow, oh, right. that's pretty cool. I did not know that. It just looks. Well, they yeah. do look super CGI. They don't they? Yeah. We haven't really mentioned much of the visuals, but just to mention, like this, this is. Um, I feel like this is probably going to be seen as one of the first uh, shows, definitely shows, but t- uh, films as well, to do this method where they have the void or whatever. I don't know if you've seen much of the, the behind the scenes of this, where they shoot. Um, they have this basically giant. Uh, 360 screen that they can project whatever they want onto, and they use like game engines sort of so they can like um, have it real time uh, visualizations and they can move things around, or whatever. But then they have uh, it all synced up with the camera and they're able to like record. So instead of doing a green screen, they're able to record in these in this void space and actually have the backdrops look like the correct lighting and everything. It, like it's like if you're really into that stuff, it's really worth watching the behind the scenes stuff because it really goes into it. And it it, is, it definitely feels like it's a um, it's like a pioneer of, of of that sort of style and tech. And obviously, I feel like this is going to be a big thing in the future. I feel like in the next five ten years, it's going to be become like a most shows are going to do this because it, it saves them so much time and, and money and stuff to do it. But um, in terms of like 
visual quality. I know, like a lot of people in my work have mentioned um, how, like, the Mandalorian went back to using original, like, the, using the the um, the props and the and the scale replicas and all the like all the actual like uh, model building and stuff. Although, if you actually watch the show, you watch the behind the scenes, you see like it's parts of it are that, and then other parts are CGI and stuff. But it's it's like it's really well done and looks beautiful. Like throughout the whole series, it didn't feel like to me any point where I felt like this was a TV show with a TV budget. It just didn't mm. feel like that. It felt like it was a a proper Star Wars like movie. It didn't feel like it was lacking in anything visual. Um, I guess it's got. I guess it's got to that point where the like if this if this was been like twenty years ago, like it would look. Terrible, I feel like, with the budgets they had. Whereas now they're able to really like do Game this of Thrones justice. changed the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. It really did, didn't it? With the, with the, the budgets the able to yeah. yeah. Um obviously I think you know we could obviously talk about Star Wars and just Mandalorian forever and we could probably maybe just devote an entire season to it, but we don't have that much time. So before we sort of close off, um we've got a little little game to play, but um one last thing, uh, where do we think it's going to go next season? I know that Lewis has a theory. Yeah. I mean, the fans have a theory, but where do we think it's going to go? I wonder if, I mean, I don't, I can't remember how this resolved in the actual show, but didn't Mando end up with the Darksaber, but Bo-Katan Oh, yeah, it, and it was so. supposed to be the leader of, the person who has that saber is the leader of the Mandalorians or whatever. And they have to like, it has to be one in, is it have to be one in combat as well, Lewis? Yeah, it has to be one in combat, yeah. Yeah, so they'll probably, they'll have to finish that. So do you think it's going to be potentially looking at the, the sort of making of the Mandalorian civilization again or sort of the... It's hard to say. I mean, obviously with the Darksaber, it's been a sort of like an Excalibur. Got Grogu as sort of like the Merlin archetype, then you've got um, Din coming from nothing, then becoming king. I could see them going back to Mandalore, but then somehow they weave Thrawn in, and he's over, and he was part of the purge. But that's where I think it'll end up leading towards. Yeah. So it'll go really heavy into the Mandalorian sort of world. Oh, definitely. The, yeah, right, With between because Favreau was a voice in the Clone Wars, and he was a Mandalorian. He was like part of the line of the Vizsla, which was who created the Darksaber. The first Mandalorian Jedi created the Darksaber. I'll tell you where I'd like to go. So, Season 2, Episode 1, the opening, where they're in that place where they're doing all the wrestling. Yeah. That, that's where I'd like to see more Mandalorian, like in that kind of... Almost like a Neo Tokyo vibe-ish city, um, uh, yeah, like Blade Runner esque. Yeah. Oh, you want to see some more? You want to see some more like, escapades of Mandalorian without him, just like doing different missions. And, yeah, like yeah, yeah obviously like prison ship was was pretty fun. Um, uh, also, like the the bit where they've got to defeat that dragon type monster. I think that was on the first or second episode of season two as well. Like those are just fun, without advancing the story too much. So yeah, more of that would be be pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Do, do, like that, okay, wh- go on. What would you felt like if they would have just ended the season and just ended the series like it's done? Like a lot of people thought they had done when they, they said Book of Boba Fett. Everyone thought that was what season three was going to be because it was called Chapters. Everyone was like, "Oh, this is the next book." 
Right. Because like, like, oh no, no, it's different. We promise. Because like, part like, one of the things with TV shows is I I like it when they have a, an overarching story where they know where the finale is going to be and that's it. Like a Breaking Bad or a um, I mean I guess Game of Thrones, but it's not that's not that's that. Uh, but like where they have like an idea about where it's going to finish and then it finishes and that's it and they're happy with it and they can go and do something else. Like I don't like it when they just continue to make them. So I really hope yeah, that yeah. there is a season three or maybe a four and then they finish it. That would be like perfect for me if you have an idea of what they want to tell, and not just keep making it because it makes money. That that's where I think these sort of shows go. That's why I don't think Baby Yoda's gone because it's too much of a money maker. I think it'll yeah. be gone for a little bit and then suddenly it'll appear again. Yeah, yeah, it'll come back in just to get spike well, those sales. They've up. got to explain like what happens to it between that. Yeah, and... so true. So did Kylo kill him? Mm. Mm. Yeah, because doesn't. I mean, I I started playing the campaign of, of Cinder thing, but like of Battlefront Two yesterday. But I just read up on Wikipedia, <laughs> and like <laughs> just I just read what happens, uh, and um, like because doesn't Kylo Ren kill the person who meets like one of those people in that squad, the Inferno squad or something? Yes, eventually. Um, the block, but that's like. A few years after. Yeah, so I wonder if, like, because they obviously have to introduce Kylo Ren at some point, so I wonder if... Wait, so you think Kylo Ren's going to show up in this in this show? Too early. He'll be like, mm. he'd be five. Yeah. Right, okay. Fair It'd be good to see him, the Battle though. of Endor. Right, right, right. Okay. But, he, you know, he might. they might, like, prop stuff like that. They're, they're, mm. Well, they probably will to add it into the timeline, but they probably will like, add little mm. teeters of, like, future stuff mm. in there, maybe. I mean, who knows? Well, I guess we'll have to find out. <laughs> it's in the hands of Disney. And as we know, <laughs> they do a interesting job. Well, it's not quite the end because um, I've got a little game to play, but um, that is us um, closing Mandalorian. So, you know, all those Mando fans have chimed in to listen to us. Um, yeah, you can leave now. Don't worry. It's fine. Um <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Okay, so the game that I've got to play is called Star Wars or, right? So I'm going to say Star Wars or something, and then we've each got to pick the something or Star Wars, right? I'm just going to blurt out random stuff, okay? So basically, you've got to pick either what's the most important to you, Star Wars or whatever else. Okay, yes. Right, are you ready? Uh, okay, wait, 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 wait. Are we all doing this or are we just doing it for... Jamie Lewis. Yeah, for the guests. You know what? Let's do it for the guests. guests. Yeah. Let's do it for the guests. All right. Okay, Star Wars or math homework? Star Wars. <laughs> sure, Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars or Greg's? Star Wars. Star Wars. Okay. Star Wars or pizza? Mm, pizza. Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. Or computer games? Uh, computer games, <laughs> I think. Oh, look at Lewis's face. Oh, there you go. That was. Wow, a true, a true fan over here. Star Wars or trombone? Trombone, 100%. Always. <laughs> Try Star getting Wars. that Imperial <laughs> March without the trombone, boys. Try getting what, Lewis? You're not going to choose trombone over Star Wars, Lewis? <laughs> um, Star Wars or Lord of the Rings? Oh, my word. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. 
Star Wars. Uh, I'm just going to weigh in, uh, Ant and uh, Johnny. What about you? Uh, Star Wars. Uh, I'll probably get Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. It's a perfect choice. Oh, no. Um, no, but. Is the Hobbit included in that? Because <laughs> no, 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 no. We're just talking about the original. We're talking about the original. Okay, get that, okay, okay. get that dirt away it's from me. Dirty, it's the it's dirty in my mind. I can't help, I can't help it. And the final one is Star Wars or Ewan McGregor. Wow. What is Star Wars? What is Star Wars without Ewan McGregor? That is like the most impossible question. Is it the most impossible get, question? Do you get the long way round without? Yeah, a long, long way, way down, a yeah. long way up. Men who stare at goats. Big fish. Yeah. Big fish. But then, would he have done all those things if he hadn't been made famous by Train Spotting? Yeah. The island. Train Spotting too. <laughs> Star Wars are you and McGregor, guys? Star Wars are you and McGregor. You and McGregor. See it. Oh, the only wow. one. The yeah. only one. Lewis, Lewis, <laughs> can you move your, move your camera around? I want to see if there's a poster of you McGregor on the wall somewhere. Is there in the background? No, I don't see it. No, 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 he, no poster. Uh, I think you McGregor was, wasn't he your phone background for a while? I'm sure he was. Probably above his bed. Yeah. Pop <laughs> chest. <laughs> little shrine to human. Okay, well, so if any of the listeners would like to weigh in or just ask our guests any, you know, random questions, they can reach us on Instagram at TheMovieQuest or they can email us at podcast at TheMovieQuest.com. And we just want to thank our guests for joining us today. This has been so much we fun. really, really appreciate it. I've enjoyed thank this. Thank you for We should do this more often. We should do this more often. Bill. Um, we apologize that it's taken us this long to get you both on here. Um we're not good at this. I guess we'll have to do um, let's do Lord of the Rings at some point. Let's do Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I can bring my sword. <laughs> Your sword. I would love to do a side quest on Lord of the Rings, like because maybe know, when sorry, the series comes out. When's that supposed to come out? Uh, not too long. How do we do a, a movie watch, watch along? Watch, that's watch, watching yeah. together. We'll be there all day. Have a, yeah, I don't know if a I have nine hour podcast. To watch them all. <laughs> we've got we've got three days to do it and then half terms over yeah. so <laughs> okay <laughs> okay well um that's the the movie quest signing off for the side quest of the mandalorian thank you so much see you later bye-bye bye see you later like a normal Wednesday for me it's just there's other people to talk to